Hey, Geopat Steph here. I'm still not producing any new episodes. We're done with Geopat, but I still have other projects that I'm working on, and I've got a new one that's starting that I can't wait to share with you. I'll tell you that information in just a second. But I just want to leave a message here as well to say, even though I'm not producing any more content, I'm here for you. If you have any questions about podcasting, life abroad, those kinds of things, go over to Steph Fuccio dot com forward slash contact that's s-t-e-p-h-f-u-c-c-i-o dot com forward slash contact all right here's my new project i hope you join me i'm a solopreneur i run my own business and sometimes it gets a little bit lonely i've been using meditations to deal with stress and just to have a break from my day that isn't just doing chores around the house (laughs) And they've really helped. But I couldn't find any meditations specifically addressing issues that would come up for a small business owner or a freelancer or any remote worker, really. Digital nomad or anything. So, you know, I decided to make one. And that's what solo work-life meditations is. Each episode will be less than 10 minutes and will revolve around a theme. The first theme will be uncertainty. Hmm. Yeah, you probably just cringed. (laughs) And that's why we need to meditate on this. There'll be a little bit of physical movement, a lot of mental movement, and some pretty chilled out music. We're also premiering the first episode on December 20th live on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. December 20th, 1 o'clock New York, 7 o'clock Copenhagen, where I am, and 11.30 in Delhi, and everywhere in between. I hope you can join us, but if you can't, don't worry. The meditations will be available on any podcast app, over on YouTube, and of course, on our Substack, soloworklifemeditations.substack.com. That's soloworklifemeditations.substack.com. That's a good place to follow us, so you can get current information on any other live meditations, any announcements, and of course, When we publish new episodes, that's where we'll be announcing it as well. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy Solo Work-Life Meditations, and I hope they help you with the mountain of stress that can feel a bit much during our somewhat isolated work life. All right. Bye-bye. Hey there, this is Steph from StephFuccio.com with another episode of Geopat's Coffee. I am so excited today to bring to you Yuki from uh, Book Nerds Tokyo, and she was on Geopat's Books, oh gosh, what, a year, year and a half ago? I don't know, COVID time is still uh, penetrating my head, so it's hard to remember exactly, but I'll put the link in the show notes for you. Uh, And on that episode, she talked about coffee for just a second, but there was joy in her voice. And I knew she had to come back and talk to me because in the Geopat's book episode, books episode, she talked to Tatjana, our guest host on that episode. So here I am talking to Yuki. But actually, before we get to that, <laughs> I do want to tell you a couple of things happening with the podcast. It's been a little touch and go on keeping this one going because of a lack of guests. So if you know somebody who travels the world or knows something very specific about coffee where they are that's outside of preferably North America. That would be amazing. I would love to talk to them. I do want to keep this podcast going. Just uh, drop me an email, find me on social media. I am S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O, literally everywhere, and that is my email address. Also, there is a absolutely amazing Instagram account. (laughs) And I say that, okay, it's mine, right? But it's Geopat's Coffee's account. And the people that make the coffees are not me. So this is not me boasting, but I just take pictures of the coffee that I have every day and I put them on the account and over 2000 people are following it. So it it must be an okay grid, right? So I'd like you to join it too. (laughs) So if you just go over to Instagram and do a quick search for Geopat's Coffee, you'll find us. Join us. Take a look at my grid. Share some of your coffee. Let me know you're listening to this podcast. 
I also have a million other podcast projects going on, and you can find them all at stephfuccio.com. I also offer podcast editing services, podcast auditing services, and so much more. There's a lot going on. I love podcasts, and I love that you are listening to this podcast. So anyway, let's get to the coffee global goodness, shall we? Here is Yuki and I chatting about, you know, that thing, that liquid thing that we like, coffee. Thank you so much, Yuki, for joining us over here on the GeoCast Coffee Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. For those of you who listen to a variety of the Geopets Podcast Network podcasts, you may recognize Yuki's voice in Geopets Books last year when she came on and talked with uh, guest host Tatiana. So this is a double pleasure to have you back on. Thank you. That was so much fun. That was so much fun to listen to. Yeah. (laughs) We couldn't stop talking. And that was, yeah. Thank you for having me on again. Oh, no, it's a pleasure. Like, uh, the reason why you're here today is because there was a moment in that when I was editing that episode, when I heard coffee come up, and it sounded like joy. And I was like, oh, oh, return guest. She's got to come back and talk about coffee. Yes, yes, yes. It's one of my favorite topics in the world besides books. Me too. Me too. I started a a coffee Instagram account last year to support this podcast. And that's Mm. way more active than the podcast itself. And let me tell you, in the morning, when I'm having my coffee, or even if I just have tea that day, I'll scroll through and just look at pictures of coffee. And it's such a sense of calm. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I every single day, my if you look at my Instagram too, there's mm-hmm. always a cup of coffee, never without it. I, that's the first thing that I do is decide which which cup to use, which mug to use, and then I decide what I'm going to take a picture of. Oh, the mug, I, uh, the mug choice is important. Yes, yes, the mug is first. Yes. Are you drinking anything right now? I am right now. I'm just drinking ah. hot water because it's 6 p.m. And oh yeah. It's in that right between right in between time where it's too late for coffee, mm-hmm. but a little early for my wine or whatever yeah. drink. Nighttime drink. It's Friday night here. So so yeah. That's I'm just, right. It is Friday night. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you for doing this on a Friday night. I, I'm in per- perpetual blurs day, so it didn't even dawn on me it was a weekend. Thank you. Oh <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Fridays don't mean anything anymore. It doesn't matter at all. <laughs> I would be here anyway at home. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we usually do a, a perfunctory uh, sip of whatever beverage we're working on. So I know mm. it's water, not coffee because of the time of day, but w- would you mind doing a, um, would you be able to do a very loud, obnoxious sip of your beverage? <laughs> let's see if I can do that. Okay. All right. Let's do it on three, two, one. Oh, all right. Oh, A plus to us. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely you. done. That's not easy to do with water, so I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> in Japan, they they really make a big thing about big deal about um sl- slurping. You're like you're supposed to drink tea with with the loud slurp mm-hmm. and soups and ramen and stuff. And I can't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we were because we were trained not to not to make sounds with our soup. So whenever I go out to eat, everyone around me is always eating so loudly and slipping their soup so loudly. And I'm just sitting there quietly nibbling my, my noodles. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm the polar opposite. I got used to that because we lived in Asia for, I want to say almost 15 years in different countries. Wow. And in most of them, it was a sign of respect and that you appreciated what you were drinking yes. when you slurped your soup. And so yes. it's, it's sort of like me riding a scooter in Asia versus me riding a scooter in the U.S., I couldn't do it after writing in like Vietnam and Taiwan because rules weren't really rules there. So if I wrote in the U.S., it'd be dangerous for everyone. Same thing with soup. I can't really have soup in public in the West because I will slurp automatically now. Right, right, right. It's it's so funny. Habit is so funny. My my husband, he he slurps his his pasta, his spaghetti. And I'm like, no, 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 don't don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. He's Japanese, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't so do funny. that. <laughs> it's so funny what parts it, it spreads out to, and what parts it doesn't. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that's hilarious. Well, let's get back to beverage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. 
I know you were on the other, on Geopet's book. I know you were on Geopet's book, but let's do a quick rundown of your Geopetness. So in list form, if possible, where, what places in the world or, yeah, we'll, we'll start with places. What places in the world have you lived? Hmm. So I was born in Tokyo, but moved to LA when I was four. Grew up in LA, stayed until 20, when I, until I was 24, when I moved to Okinawa for 10 years to work. Um, and then I moved to New York for, for four years. And then now I'm in Tokyo and it's coming on my seventh year in Tokyo. Wow. Okay. And, um, are there any other places or cultures that you've been to but haven't lived for long stretches that have made an impression on you? Oh, definitely. <laughs> European. I haven't been um, able to stay for very long, but, you know, a month stay here, a month stay there in Paris and just the, the coffee culture there and then um, cafe culture. Anywhere where there is a, a, a great cafe culture, I will happily live there for, for months at a time, mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. if I can. But so you mentioned Paris. Is that the main place in Europe or were there some others? Yeah, Paris. And then just other, other places were just quick quick jaunts, quick mm-hmm. visits that I couldn't, I couldn't claim to, to, be, <laughs> to have stayed for very long. But Paris is the one, one where I stayed. I rented an apartment and stayed for a little while. Wow. Um, yeah, but it's mostly for me has been LA, New York, and Japan, back mm-hmm. and forth, back and forth between those three space, those three locations. Quick question: Do you ever say bi-coastal when you talk about living in New York and LA? I have never said that. I just <laughs> I tend <laughs> I do I do say East Coast West Coast yeah. or. Um, New York, LA, but I've never said by coastal. Yeah, I don't know where I picked it up, but I started to say it. And my husband, who's from Idaho, which is so not coastal, um, <laughs> like kind of pokes at me, like, "Oh, you buy coastal," but like he makes fun of me. But I thought it was actually a quick way to say multiple places. But meh. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> maybe may have a darker connotation that I that I'm aware of. But anyway, sidetrack. So um, you said because of the time of day, it's evening there, you're not drinking coffee now, but what do you normally make in the morning? Drip. I just uh, do a hand drip coffee every morning, ground my beans. And then I love, so the first thing that I do in the morning is, is put a pot of water on the, on the stove and turn it on. And that's, and then I I go and brush my teeth and wash my face and do all that. And I just wait for water to boil. And then I do a hand drip. Um, and yeah, just black coffee, nothing in it, no sugar, no milk, no cream, nothing like that. Yay. So by mm-hmm. hand drip, do you mean the cone or do you have another contraption? It's a cone. It's one of those paper filter cones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We have to know the color or the, or the material. Is it plastic? Walk us through this. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a, it's a ceramic, um, it's a dark blue ceramic coffee filter that my husband, found um when he was traveling around japan and there's so many wonderful ceramic towns in japan mm-hmm. where they have their own style of of pottery and ceramics mm-hmm. and i don't remember which town this was but he came back with it um and i've happily been using that um and it's just big enough for one um one person so if i if he's up and i'm pouring two i'll just pour one at a time beautiful yeah. And because it was handmade, did the filters fit in there okay, or is it a little bit? Awkward? The filters are a little big, like, <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, I've tried different. I've tried different sizes. I've tried the filters for for one to two cups, and the and the three to four cups, and and I think it's it's okay as long as it's 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 not over. And as long as I don't put in too much hot water, it's it's fine. It works. Gotcha. Have you experimented with other ways of making it? No, everywhere I go, I, I have my own kind of bean grinder mm-hmm. and I buy, yeah, I just, I just, I love the hand drip. Right. My friend did get me one of those Nespresso um, latte machines, latte making machine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For, as a wedding <laughs> gift, um, as a wedding gift a couple of years ago. And, and while, while it's delicious, it, it really is delicious. I think I just prefer in the morning to have a bigger cup 
of coffee than the than the in the in the small espresso shots those are great but I'm all about the okay I just need a big mug full of coffee so Mm -hmm. I tend to just do the black coffee sure 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 and what kind of roast do you usually get what kind of beans Mm, I I'm not into the high acidity so I think I like a full roast more than a city roast Mm -hmm. um I tend to go on the on the darker end um yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with with bitter and dark, but I'm mm-hmm. not good with the acidic kind of sour sourness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a favorite region that you like, or region or country or whatnot that you like? To mm-hmm. Guatemala is one that I keep going back to. Yeah, <laughs> I keep going back to whenever <laughs> whenever I I order coffee, I I uh, drink coffee out um, just in a cafe or somewhere, mm-hmm. and if I didn't specify. Guatemala and I get it and if I like it I usually ask what it is and it it tends to always be Guatemala uh-huh. <laughs> so I I realized that that yeah that, this is my favorite this is probably one of my favorite regions me too me too absolutely mm. when I was in Shanghai last oh I can't say last year anymore when I was in Shanghai two years ago <laughs> yeah 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 they there was one Starbucks that was trying out um a roast from Weiwei Tanango, which nobody knows unless you've been there. It's like in the, if you're looking at Guatemala, it's in the west, northern part, just before you hit Mexico, way up in the mountains. Mm. Super small, like border town. And, um, and oh my gosh, it was really good. <laughs> it was mm. very, very, very surprising. I was like, wait, wait, Starbucks has this, but nobody else does. Wait, what's happening? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. The world's upside down. But I was really excited because mm-hmm. I, I also like, love Guatemalan roasts, especially the ones that have a chocolatey. Mm-hmm. Yes. So even when I switch brands, I just, I, I always try their Guatemala to see if that's a brand that I want to stay with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's your go-to kind of tester. Mm-hmm. For that yeah. Brand. Yeah. I think my, my, my tongue knows the, the Guatemala that I like. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Well, this, this is sounding very, very coffee snobbish. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Well, okay, we don't good. judge, but we do get specific because we do have okay. preferences. I mean, our yes. our taste buds are what they are, and you can't you can't fight it. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. going to judge anybody that likes. What, what's the coffee I get? I would ju- I would judge somebody that actively only drinks the Nespresso stuff. It's it's something I have to, <laughs> I have to admit. Right, but, right, right. But I appre- I understand the convenience. However, okay, wait, talking about the Nespresso stuff, how is that different than, what's the other one where you put the pod in and it has different? Oh, mine's, I don't know what the other one that you're talking about is, but mine has the pods. It ca- it came with the pods right, and you right, just right. stick the pods in there. Yeah. Um, oh, what is it? But I haven't, I yeah. haven't bought more. I just have used the ones that, that came with yeah. and I enjoyed them and and I, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't, I didn't go out and buy more pods. I think I just prefer the black coffee. Yeah. 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 There's probably a, a big difference in the coffee that's in the pods or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there was a machine that is, I think it's still really popular that does something similar to the Nespresso, but you can also put in tea pods and like other things, not just mm. coffee. But I don't oh. know what it's called. I don't know. I don't anyway. know about that. <laughs> So when you go out and have coffee, do you stick to just black coffee that's that drip coffee or do you have anything else? Actually it's it's when I go out and buy coffee, I tend to, that's when I tend to buy the the lattes and the cappuccinos because mm-hmm. I can't make them at home in the way that that I I, I like. Yep. Yep. <laughs> where where it's really frothy and and yeah, so that's that's when I tend to to, to drink the espresso drinks when I go out mm-hmm. but it also depends on time of day how how full I am um how much I need to concentrate if I'm there to if at it if I'm trying to get some work done how cold it is outside sometimes when it's really cold the the milky drinks tend to warm me up yep. more than yeah more than the black coffee so I will get a piping hot cappuccino burn my tongue but kind of love that if it's really cold I agree so. okay I'm really glad you said that because you were going <laughs> hardcore black coffee for a while but mm-hmm. because I when it is winter I need frothy milk 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, just, oh, it's the best. Yeah, and not that at home, clearly. Yeah, because that foam, no matter what kind of espresso machine I've tried, no matter what kind of mm-hmm. technique or using the um, the French, French roast, no, what's it called? French press to make press. it frothy. Uh-huh. Nothing works right. They're, they're right. Magical in coffee shops. I don't know how they do it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just love that whole experience of, of the the sound, the whirring sound in the coffee shop and the, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I do love it. I do love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I miss coffee shops. (laughs) I know. I know. That's what I miss the most. I know. Like I'm going to some here in, in Toronto, Albania, but I'm going to the outside ones for obvious reasons, pandemic and Mm -hmm. all that. So I don't hear the sounds while they're making stuff. Mm-hmm, I'm just outside mm-hmm. kind of looking as they're doing it. Right, right, right. Same, same. Yeah. And I look forward I to doing... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm just saying I haven't sat in a cafe and just yeah. for hours and read or, or worked or anything. Yeah. In, in Yeah, obviously in the past year. Yeah, me neither. Me so neither. It's been a lot of takeout, but yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I can't wait. I have never... I don't think I've done... No, I haven't done any coffee interviews in a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. So I, w- mm-hmm. I look forward to doing that in the future. I will bring the yeah. equipment. I will do it happily. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, with the sounds in the background. Yeah, that would be it, amazing. Right? Right? Because yeah. I started doing the coffee interviews after things got funky. So mm-hmm. I haven't had the chance to do that. Like I have some language, like Geopet's language episodes. I have accidentally, I just met people in coffee shops because it just felt safer to Invite, inviting complete strangers to talk about language at my home, then I'm like, let's just go to the coffee shop. So there were residual coffee sounds in the background, but it doesn't mm-hmm. match the content. So I'd love to have that pairing in the future. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I love that. I just imagine that and just, yeah. I guess joy. I, could put, I could put artificial sounds in, like I could take them out from the <laughs> other ones and put it in, but it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> no, no, no. You can, you can, you can, you know when it's real and there are the voices. And yeah. The, yeah. Exactly. And the, and the cups. And... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what are your thoughts on foam art? <laughs> foam art. Very highfalutin question. <laughs> I don't need it. Yeah. But... You know, I'll smile when when I have when I'm handed a latte with a beautiful foam art. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are really talented, and and I I'm I make sure to tell them how talented they are, and I make sure to thank them. And yeah, it's it just brings a smile to my face. You're so kind. Okay, so <laughs> I've been seeing some multicolor foam art recently in my Instagram feed, and my yeah. knee jerk reaction is color doesn't exist it should be brown and white and I don't know yes. why I'm having this reaction but I see like things with like four or five colors and it's almost like a painting and it wow. obviously took time and yeah, yeah. an effort but for some mm-hmm. reason I'm resisting I don't know what do, what do you what it, what what are the colors what are the colors made from what are they made of right maybe that's what my reaction is <laughs> is I'm thinking it's it's gonna include it, it it's got to be food coloring I think right, right? Oh, okay how about have you seen I've had my face on a latte art once yes. a photo of me yes those are so wow that was that was interesting this is in Hawaii in Honolulu <laughs> <laughs> I had a cup of coffee and the and the barista was like do you have a photo of yourself um that I can I can put on on your latte and I had no idea what he was talking about <laughs> and so I looked through my phone and I was like here sure try this and then he did and and yeah. my latte had a face of me on it and that was like that was an interesting experience right yeah my husband and I did that when we were in Hong Kong visiting and Mm -hmm. uh, paid quite a bit for it do they scanned it or something I guess Mm -hmm. they gave Mm -hmm. the picture and they scanned it and they put us on there and then I when it came to the table I realized we have to sip ourselves to get Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So weird. Very, it's this very meta thing of taking a photo of a photo of you on a yeah. coffee. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just weird. so bizarre. <laughs> but the, you know, the the barista was so again just really nice and accommodating. So I was like, sure, why not? That was fun. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, you I'm know? glad I did it once, but I I was not fully prepared for my reaction to it. <laughs> Right, right, right. It was it was so expensive that I'm like, well, one, I'm kind of curious how it tastes, and two, 
uh, we just spent money on this. So I'm, I'm going to consume this because it is still coffee and I love coffee. Mm-hmm. But it was very strange <laughs> to see and how perfectly the picture came out too. Yes, yes. That's that. Oh, I still don't understand how that works. But no, yeah. it's it was exactly really on my face on the yeah. on the foam. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so latte art tends to be a lot of flowers, and I'm not exactly sure how, as a culture, as, as a global coffee culture, we've landed on that. But have you mm-hmm. seen other things that are not typical latte art? Bunnies, bears, cats, lots of animals in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> they, you know how they love the kawaii, that everything's cute. Um, a lot of, yeah, that's, those are the ones that have caught my attention are the, are the little bunnies and the, and the, and the cats and the, and the puppies. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> also, also hard to drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in the land of uh, 3D foam art too. Have you had many of those? I've not had what? No, I've not had one. Probably because just I haven't been going to cafes. But yeah, yeah I've I've seen them in, in magazines. That's <laughs> funny. Okay, can you can you see the chat here? I can. Okay, I just found a picture of the um one of the multicolored latte arts and I want you to verbalize your reaction as you open it if you don't mind. Okay, I'm opening it now. <laughs> I'm opening it now. Okay. Rainbow <laughs> latte art. Yeah, I don't know about the coloring. It's just so vivid and so oh, I don't know. It doesn't really look like coffee to me. It looks like paint. It looks like just watercolor. It does. Maybe it's just the artificialness of the taste that we're anticipating. Mm, yeah yeah I don't know I don't I don't think I need this very much <laughs> I like I like my brown I like my brown and just foamy creamy right. yeah, yeah. if I was in a coffee shop and they did it out automatically I'd probably take a ton of pictures because it would be a one-off and I'd never order that coffee again mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm, but as a standard I don't think I would lean towards that this does look like something that would happen in Japan as well, in Tokyo, in Harajuku mm. or something. Mm. <laughs> Although my one, my one like 3D foam art was actually in Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It, where was it even? I think it was near downtown. I don't even know. We were just wandering, uh, strategically bus wandering one day, and that mm. makes no sense. How can you strategically wander? But whatever. Um, <laughs> and we ended up at this cafe. Oh, maybe it was in Japan town because we went to a couple of coffee specialty coffee shops mm-hmm. in an, in the neighborhood. But it was so long ago now. But I it was the first time I saw it on the menu. It had the pictures with the Japanese right. and the English. It must have been in Japan town. Right. Yeah. I can I can I can see that happening. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was just it was hard to it was hard to drink because it's not like you could kind of. I mean, you could kind of scoop. Because of the dog, I could scoop and eat the dog first and then go in, but that felt kind of rude. <laughs> <laughs> Moral dilemmas of foam art. Dilemmas, dilemmas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that could be traumatizing. <laughs> right. Well, let's let's expand out and actually let's go back to past coffee yuki. When did you first fall in love <laughs> with coffee? I think I actually didn't have it until I was in my 20s and working and mm-hmm. needing something to stay up <laughs> in the morning, mm-hmm. to get to, you know, when I, when I woke up, I just needed something. And I think my first was just a, I usually had my lattes at, at Starbucks or whatever. And then one day in my mid 20s, I decided I was going to go for the Pike Place or whatever the, um, the, the black coffee is and I drank it and I felt so adult and sophisticated (laughs) but yeah so it was pretty late I think um but since then I've just gone I don't have a sweet tooth I I don't really I'm not I don't need the sugary stuff so much so I don't so I just really like black coffee without any sugar without any any anything sweet yeah and you mentioned if we could um globally hop for a second you mentioned mm-hmm. the paris coffee shop scene the coffee scene the la scene that I'm, i imagine there is one in new york i was a kid when we left new york so i'm not too mm. familiar with the coffee scene there mm-hmm. and then over in tokyo if you were to compare paris la new york and tokyo like their coffee scenes 
this is going to be sweeping generalizations, but what would you say are the biggest differences in their coffee language? Hmm. The Tokyo coffee scene that I, I think is really fascinating, of course, there are the, the third wave, um, all of the kind of hip, hipster um, brands from all over the world are here and those are those are those are fine but the old kisaten culture which is the old kind of retro coffee shops from the that have been open for 70 80 90 years they the coffee that they serve is so rich and dark and and they come in these small cups not not they're not espresso cups but they do come in these these relatively small cups and at first i you know i'm so used to just coming from la and and used to american sizes i would go into these these coffee shops and order coffee and it would cost about 600 yen about six dollars just generally um generalization but um and they were they would come in these tiny cups and at, at first i was like wow they're so small what you know why but then you would take a sip and it was so it was just so dark and rich i realized that oh i could never drink a whole mm-hmm. like a whole tumbler of this or a whole mug of of this mm-hmm. so the the coffee here is in tokyo is so the coffee that they call coffee is really dark and the coffee that we drink um in the states they call american coffee mm-hmm. <laughs> and they call it so when you go into a restaurant and you if you order an american that's when you get what we in america think is black coffee and i i do actually prefer that because it's just it's more <laughs> and it's not as dark mm-hmm. um i i with the thin coffee, the black coffee, I usually tend to have to put a little cream into it because it's just so, it's so dark and mm-hmm. it's so bitter. Yeah. So Japan has a very, very long coffee culture, but I think it's, it's really transforming because of the third wave coffee, mm-hmm. um, all the brands from, from the States and from Australia and from Europe. Um, maybe not so much Europe, but yeah, I think the 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 to go cups are are relatively new here. It's a Western thing that that started in Japan, but other than that, I mean, it's things are. I don't know. I don't know if there's there's so much. I mean, Paris has a very unique coffee culture. This where they just go and everyone has their their espresso in their their shots mm-hmm. in the morning, um, but yeah. I don't know. I, whenever I go to a new, a new town, the first thing I do is I just go to their cafes and their bookstores. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I learn about, yes. about the city, <laughs> about the way people live. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I'm still, I'm still learning about, about coffee. I want to be, I, I don't think I have, I'm just a, a drinker of coffee, but yeah. I don't really know anything about it. So I, I would love to learn more and learn about the culture. That's, and that's what I feel like are. I'm doing that in Tokyo. I'm doing that in Japan, but I don't yeah. really know about that. Or, yeah. about the other cities that's a good point that's probably something that should be incorporated into the name of this podcast is it we're not experts by any stretch of the imagination i don't actually i've had coffee people in the coffee industry reach out and i'm just like no we're not we're not we're not getting into the nitty-gritty expert area we're we're just, mm-hmm. coffee, just we're coffee lovers we like to seek it out like you mentioned when we go to a new place it's one of the things that we we do to discover that place is to drink the mm-hmm. coffee there. So, yes. Yeah. Very good place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. For me too, it's coffee shops, bookstores, and if they're open and I can go in them, libraries. Mm-hmm. Local libraries. Yes. 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 Yeah. So, okay. So if I went into a coffee shop, we're going to go visual for a second. So if I went into a coffee shop in Paris, LA, New York, and Tokyo, what would be the thing that would let us know that we're in the place that we're in? If that made any mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Like what would tip us off that we're in Tokyo versus Paris versus New York kind of thing? What would be in the shop? That would tell I think us? it would be in the kind of the styles and fashion and the behaviors of the customers of the, oh, of the people drinking the coffee dig into that yeah yeah <laughs> how you know it's really casual in in the states where everyone is just they just have their laptops and they're they have their they're in their t-shirts and and just really casual um everything is kind of sprawled out all over the place and and it's kind of like an extension of their home 
versus in in Tokyo, you would never see that. I mean, there are there are the the shops that people go to to work. Um, there are a lot of freelancers and a lot of <clears throat> people who who work in cafes. But because of well, before before COVID, because there is just there are just so many people in in Tokyo. They they sometimes have to have time limits, ninety minutes mm-hmm. or two hours. Um, and we can't stay for longer than that because of the, they need to they need the turnover. So, so I think in that way it's just a, it's very relaxed in LA. Um, it's it's relaxed. You can find relaxed places in Tokyo as well. But I'm always looking for a place to work, <laughs> and I've noticed that that um, yeah, not not all places welcome the laptop crew and the and the staying for hours crew and the and the needing outlets and wi-fi crew yeah yeah so i think it's 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 really all it's in the kind of the the expressions and the attitudes of the of the clientele i think yeah that's a good point i did when i was in tokyo i did have to lean more towards the dough tours to stay longer Mm -hmm. in a coffee shop than the specialty places and the, the coffee you know is it really the strong point in those places? Exactly. Yeah. I really, I, I don't go to a lot of chain um, coffee chains here mm-hmm. in Tokyo because just the quality of the coffee, but you're right. If you yeah. want to stay for a couple hours at a time, if you're really desperate and you just need <laughs> Wi-Fi or yeah, you will see me go into a Starbucks and order a hojicha. Like I'll, I won't order a coffee. I'll order like a a tea, a black tea. Yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> you, you will see me drinking. Or the short size coffee. of the coffee, because I, I mm-hmm. love that they had. Like, there are so many Starbucks I've been in that they don't have the super small size, but they have the yeah. short size in Japan. And I'm like, fine, I'll invest in that so I can sit here for a little bit. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> or a right. long bit. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's hilarious. Yeah. So funny. Okay, so the. The behavior of the people. How about the look of the place? Does that vary a lot in the places that you've been to? Yeah, that that really varies. I think obviously the the, the whole landscape is changing now in the world as we speak. Sure, but sure. in Japan, Same. there are just there there's yeah there's a there's a real strong Southern culture with the retro coffee shops, but those are have closed before COVID, before the pandemic, just mm-hmm. with the with the influx of of all the the big coffee chains, the trendy coffee, hip coffee chains have mm-hmm. come in and and because more more people are looking for places that they can um, stay for longer and, and work and read and, and talk and have meetings and um, things like that. I think mm-hmm. the the space has be- the spaces have become more kind of the big windows and the airy, the white mm-hmm. um everything's really airy and bright and and sunny and while that's great I don't tend to go to those I I go to those when I'm in LA because I feel like they're very LA Mm -hmm. the 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 spacious kind of big windows and like um intelligentsia in Venice Beach where it's just people are 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 there kind of um everyone's having a meeting or everyone is is working and and it's kind of a big warehouse type space. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind that. I love it because it's LA. But when I see that in Tokyo, when I see a, a Brooklyn inspired something in Tokyo, I'm like, no, this belongs <laughs> in Brooklyn <laughs> or this belongs in Portland. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love it if this was in Portland, but I don't think I need it here in Nopongi yeah. or Shibuya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I tend to, I tend to avoid those places. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not, not on purpose. I just, which, which cafes do I find myself at? I find myself at kind of the, the midsize, um, you know, maybe the coffee is a little bit pricier than, than other places, but you get to know the owner and they know you, they know that, you know, you will order more than one cup of coffee if you're, (laughs) if you're there for longer than an hour or two. Um, so yeah. I think there's a a wide variety of cafes and and various spaces here. Oh my gosh, they're so good. They're so good. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now where I have, where I have maybe 10 magazines titled and books titled Tokyo Cafe Book (laughs) or Tokyo Cafe Collection because they just, yeah, I mean, they keep coming out with new, new magazines, new books, new, wow. new guides, and I buy them all because I always want to know what's, what's amazes the heck out of me. 
the first mm-hmm. time I went to Tokyo, now granted, I've, I've never been fluent in Japanese. So for me, it's, it's been um, searching for stuff in English and, and mm-hmm. using, or it's not even smartphones, but cell phones that were provided by an employer and have limited uh, functionality and things like that. So I've, I've had a very isolated view of it while I was there. But, but the first time I was in Tokyo was 2009. And I mm-hmm. just remember the coffee being, hmm, they had, they, it had caffeine in it. But each time we went back, <laughs> each time we went back, the coffee got better and better. And then mm-hmm. two or three years in, it started to get amazing. Like the specialty mm. shops started to be really easily accessible. And the, the types of things they were doing were even better than any place else had been. And it just, it mm-hmm. just exploded. And it was so exciting to watch and to literally experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yes. yeah. Like the last yes. time I was there, I was, there was the, not the last time, last time we lived in Tokyo, we were, oh gosh, I want to say we lived in Ozone, like at the top of the, what was it, the red line is, I forget everything now. <laughs> and we would walk to this uh, sushi place and then across the street, there was this tiny cafe and he had, I kid you not, well, this won't surprise you, this might surprise the listeners, two tables. Yeah. But that yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the cafe and he made his own European desserts, but everything else in there was very beautiful Japanese wood, stylish, gorgeous. And mm-hmm. his coffee was amazing. And that is where I first had Horajuki coffee. Mm, and we were yes. talking about that before I hit record. And so we need yeah. to spend a second on roast that you, or brand, what is it even called? On beans that, ro- yeah, it's roasting. On roast that you mm-hmm. like. You mentioned that you've had Horajuki. What are some other ones that you like? Within Horiguchi or other no, other brands? Other brands. Um, there are so many independent shops that I love. There's mm-hmm. one called Woodbury Coffee Roasters, which is in my neighborhood, so mm-hmm. I can I can walk there. There, I go to Kyoto a lot for work, and mm-hmm. every time I go to Kyoto, I make sure to stop by um, my favorite Kyoto brands, and and just I I never leave town without a coffee yep. without, a, without a bag of of coffee beans yeah um but yeah there are a lot of there are a lot of independently owned and independently mm-hmm. roasted where these people roast their own beans mm-hmm. um and i i love to to buy coffee i rotate my coffee from there horiguchi is delicious as well i used to live a station away from one. So I used to go often, but in Japan, it's very, depending on what line you live mm-hmm. on, I don't, I, I'm sure, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you tend to just frequent the same places yep. depending on. So once we moved away from that place, which was near Horiguchi, I haven't been because mm-hmm. there are no Horiguchi coffees near me. But if there, if I do find my, if I do find one, I'll go and I'll buy my favorite two. They do their, their kind of number one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. So that's how, it's, so it's really easy and I'll yep. buy my number three. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I used to always keep, keep that in stock, but yes, where did I go yesterday? Um, I bought, there's a great coffee place called Cafe Shozo, which is in Tochigi, which is in a, a different prefecture altogether, but they have a Tokyo branch. And so yesterday I had had coffee somewhere else because I needed to get some work done. So I went to Blue Bottle Coffee and then right next, and I had coffee there. And then right next door on my way home, I stopped by to this Cafe Shozo in Aoyama, um, which is kind of a trendy area in Tokyo. And mm-hmm. I bought two bags of, of coffee to drink at home so wherever i am i will yeah. always look for a coffee mm-hmm. place and we go through coffee beans so so quickly in this place <laughs> <laughs> so i'm always every couple of days i'm always out and about buying buying more coffee yep yep same here same here we're actually only a five minute walk from uh i can't say from downtown because from from a street a main street of sorts and my husband mm. like, every three days goes down to get his his bag of this and bag of that coffee and yes yeah. yes absolutely. Yeah. absolutely i freak out when when we're about to run out and <laughs> yeah and like we don't have anything for tomorrow morning what do we do and no that's yeah, not acceptable I, not acceptable. no it's not I, acceptable. I tend to, 
I tend to buy the next one when I'm halfway down because I don't even true. Wanna have that moment. <laughs> true, true, true. You're right. You're right. I lied. We never run out of coffee because I have at least, yeah, I always have a spare at least waiting for me. I mean, to be fair, there's coffee everywhere here as there is in Tokyo. So, I mean, you could just go outside and get some instead of whatever, but you, it, it's nice to know that you can make your own in the morning instead of having yes. to be presentable and then you could get Yes, it's absolutely the ritual of making the coffee, I think, yes. sometimes more than more than the coffee itself. Yep. So I'm always if you know, when my husband if he's up or my mom is visiting or something, my brother is visiting, I'm always like, Do you want coffee? Do you want coffee? I can make you coffee. <laughs> I think it's just because I love the act of pouring yeah. coffee. I just I love it so much. Yeah. I started to Oh my gosh, it's really funny because my husband, we, we had a year of weird unemployment last year. And so my husband got a job before I did. And so I tried to like wake up earlier and make him coffee because I was just like, yay, I'm so excited for you. And he was like, could you not do that? Because I really <laughs> like making it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yes, yes, it's true. It's true. Everyone has their, has their way and has yeah. their just, it's just, yeah. It wasn't even taste. It was the ritual. He's like, I really like, like, that's how I wake up is how I'm, it's when I'm doing the ritual. It's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So final question. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a board of our first, if not our first guest, Anna Blackstead, who does a really good food blog and Instagram account in Prague in the Czech Republic. She talked about a peak coffee experience and she wanted us to ask future guests what mm. their peak coffee experience is one experience that blew away every other coffee experience you've ever had do you have anything? oh my god a peak coffee experience i've had a great so phrase? many yes, yes. <laughs> that is wonderful oh my god i have <laughs> i think in kyoto where they have a very Strong. You would think that Kyoto has a strong kind of tea culture, which they do. Obviously, they have the tea ceremony and the, the matcha and everything. But they have a very strong coffee culture. And to be able to go to a legendary coffee shop where artists and, and musicians and, you know, one of those kind of Greenwich Village in New York, um, like the coffee shops there, I think being able to go to a coffee shop called Lokuyosha in Kyoto, which has just a long history and it's kind of legendary in Kyoto. Um, and, and being able to walk in for the first time kind of as an adult and not being as intimidated as I was in college. I spent one year in Kyoto in college um, as an exchange student from, from UC, UC Irvine. And I just, I, I knew that I could go in there I just I I couldn't open the door it was too intimidating there was too much history there um I felt like all the regulars were were there but to be able to go back maybe 10 years later and and walk in and and kind of still a little bit scared but order coffee and drink the whole thing and pay my money and walk out in one piece felt like that felt like kind of a historic moment for me oh yeah so that, and then there's also the Greenwich Village reminded me Cafe Reggio in, in the village is, uh, there are cappuccinos. That's, that's when I lived in New York, I would just go there, um, just to get a feel for what it must have been like back when things were good and artists used to hang out there yeah. and writers used to, used to write there. So I, I think, yeah, there definitely something about coffee connects me to the history and usually to writing and books and writers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I'm kind of connecting myself to them um, through the coffee, even though I'm not actually physically producing anything, writing anything, <laughs> not writing books, but I feel like I, I can when I'm in those spaces. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. We're not doing this podcast too frequently i think it's more of like a no uh, malcolm gladwell kind of occasional podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but we we will be keep uh, when i run across people who are as passionate about coffee as we are I'm definitely going to have them on here so with that in <laughs> mind with that in mind if you know anybody in different parts of the world that love to talk about the coffee that they've experienced especially i haven't tapped into anybody in latin america yet or mm. um no, I don't think I've interviewed anybody in Africa either. 
any country at all in Africa. So if you know anybody in those areas, that'd be great. But the point is, there's a question, I swear, <laughs> is um, what should I ask future guests? What are you most curious about in people's coffee experiences as they, like, in pre and post COVID times, maneuver through the world and experience coffee? If you could travel anywhere right now for a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. where would you go and why? Mm. Yeah. How far would you go for a delicious cup of coffee? <laughs> yes. Well, you know what I make people do after they come up with a question, though? Just kind of mm. They have to answer it. So you yeah. see. <laughs> How far would you go for a good cup of coffee? <laughs> oh, I would go to Italy in an instant. Oh, yeah. In an instant. And yeah, not, I wouldn't just go for the coffee. I would just, I would, I would stay <laughs> for a while. Right. And drink yeah. lots and lots and lots and lots of coffee, but. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm really itching to to go to Italy. Have for a long time. Yes, yes, and yes. I was not into coffee the first three times I was there. Two because I was a child, and one because I just wasn't into coffee yet. And mm-hmm. I came to it late in life, like you did. And last time we went was about a year ago, and oh my god, I must have had five a day because I was like, oh, wait, yeah. wait, this stuff is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I know. I can't even believe I'm talking about coffee without having ever gone to Italy. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. Post pandemic, that's got to be the top of your list. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's, it's on my list. Yeah. <laughs> it's on my coffee destination. Yeah, just everything. Just every, we tried so many different kinds and so many different places and it just, there was no such thing as a bad coffee there. It was, Mm. and we tried. We're like, oh, this place looks like crap. Let's go in here. (laughs) Oh no, that was really good. (laughs) Right, right, right. right. I love that. We tried. Uh, We tried. We tried. Cause I'm like, yeah, I want to know what bad coffee tastes like here too. No, good luck. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Wow. And the food. Oh my God. Yeah. But I could go on. I mean, what hasn't been said about <laughs> coffee? And it, it, it's one stereotype that exists for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. Well, yes. oh my gosh. Well, I'm so thrilled that we've been able to do this. And for the listeners, feel free to listen to this and to Yuki's Geopet Books episode. I'll have all of the information to the places that we've mentioned and that previous episode in the show notes for you or at stefuccio.com forward slash Geopet Coffee. <laughs> thank you so much yuki for coming back on the geopet thank Network. you steph that was so much fun very fun i have to go drink a lot more coffee now <laughs> mm, oh yeah it's morning for you so you can Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. You know what's wrong with health and fitness? You weaponize it against yourself. Why didn't you go to the gym today? You're so lazy. Ah, why did you eat that? You have no self-control. Stop it. At Beachbody, we think training and caring for your body in a way that works best for you should be about loving yourself. Let us help you without all the judgment. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.